When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stay hungry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back. I am actually doing a solo episode today where I'm answering all of your questions from Instagram uh, and giving you sort of a little recap update on what's been going on in my life because I haven't done that in a while. So let's get into the show. Hello, guys. A lot to recap, I feel like. Uh, first of all, I'm sitting here in a quiet house. Thankfully, Riley's off to work and Piper is in her little Bumo daycare, which uh, I'm loving and it's saving me. I do have to start going to little schools and seeing where I'm going to get her in, in the fall, but I'm, I'm in between two. Um, uh, she's either going to learn Spanish or she's going to seek God. <laughs> It's like a Christian, uh, like little Lutheran school, or it's like a, a dual immersion school. So she's either learning Spanish or learning about Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, you know, I, at this age, I don't know what's the best thing for her. I mean, my sister was like, this girl needs Jesus in her life <laughs> because she's a little hellion. Um, but I really want her to learn Spanish. And I think Riley's, Riley would love for her to go to the school. Um, I heard the curriculum is, is really good. I, I guess that my worry is, is she going to learn another language, which is so beneficial, but is it going to lack in the curriculum part? Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, look, she's three. She's barely turning three. It's it's not the end all be all. I'll figure it out. But um, just an interesting thing that you have to deal with it. I, you know, I'm, I'm new to this. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, which by the way, I did have a moment last week where everything was just, you know, when you just have one of those days where like everything is going wrong, um, or at least you're, and, and maybe it's like one thing is just like trickling into the next. And maybe now it's cause your mood is wrong and it, you know, um, and so I, <laughs> I woke up and one side of my face was just inflamed I mean, it was so big, so puffy. And, you know, I got filler on my birthday. I was like, I need to, I want to pamper myself. And so I got a little filler on my cheeks and my lips and the lips have completely dissolved, but, um, or at least I think I, they have. And, uh, in the cheeks was, uh, I thought was subtle and I had a major, major reaction. So I wake up and one side of my face, I mean, I have cheekbones that I mean could 
slice someone. They were so pointy, so high up. I felt like you know, when you look down, I could see my cheekbone. Like I could see my <laughs> so fat and big. And and my girlfriend was like, oh my God, you look so good inflamed. <laughs> you guys need you guys need girlfriends like that that will always support you. Um but it was, I mean, so big. And so I, so that's how the day started. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ice it a little bit. Uh, someone said to take Claritin because it happens, especially like when you're getting sick or I, I was getting sick so much because now Piper's going to school. So it's like just constantly something. Um, and so I heard that, you know, allergies can cause it or, you know, when you're sick and hopefully it doesn't turn into an infection because it can turn into an infection. Uh, but mine thankfully didn't. But I, anyways, I was just walking around just like two inflamed cheeks, one more than the other. But um, it was that. And then, you know, I, I found out oh, Piper's being just a complete terrorist. And I, I'm going through this through this time with her where I'm like, I have to just keep reminding myself it's a moment in time. It's I'm going to miss it. She's going to grow out it, grow out of it. It's going to be fine. But sometimes the days are so long and the tantrums are so bad that you feel like, holy fuck. Like, can I just return this child? Like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And you know, it, it and you just, and maybe cause I, not that I never wanted kids because I, I always had like an inkling in me that like, okay, yeah, maybe one day. Um, then you know, Piper was a surprise. And so I, I just feel like a part of me feels like a terrible human being because sometimes I'm like, I'm just not cut out for this. Like this fucking sucks. Like parenting sucks balls. And I'm, you know, just, doing this shit by myself. I mean, granted Riley's, you know, in and out working and he's busy. So I feel like I'm just sort of taking the grunt of, of a lot of it. Um, thank God for my family, because honestly, the second that we get together, I'm like, okay, I don't know her. <laughs> they all just like come in and, and, and help me out and, you know, distract her and play with her. That's really what it's about. I think they get bored and I think they're just growing and developing and their little brains are just expanding and they, they, they just need a lot of, you know, love and, um, explanation and stimulation. And so I understand all of these things, like, you know, like the, the, the big little feelings and, and all of those, um, you know, really good resources. I understand, like I can fully grasp that they're growing. It's just fucking, it just fucking sucks. Like that's it. That, that's all I can say. It just is a really beautiful, shitty time all in one. Um, Speaking of, <laughs> we're talking about having another one. Um, and again, I'm going to say things that probably are not a, a popular opinion, but I, it's not that I'm dying to have a second and granted the baby phase so cute, but exhausting. And like, I am incredibly selfish sometimes. And I want to be able to get my good night's sleep because I need my sanity to be able to deal with the tantrums and you, you get what I'm going with this. So but I understand that in the long haul, it's, it's so worth it. And, you know, to give Piper a sibling and so that she's not alone and I'm not knocking, you know, only children. I, I have my cousin's an only child um, and she's great. She's thriving. Um, but, but I feel like coming from a big family, I want her to have a sibling. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, look at me. I, we really have each other, my sisters, you know, my brother, my, and I want her to have that. So 
I feel like I'm going to probably have to sacrifice um, a little bit of, you know, those sleepless nights and feeling like I, I can't do it all um, because I feel like in the end it will pay off. Um, and, and I know that Riley and I go back and forth a lot about it, but, but we do want another one. And so, oh, see, this is, the, this, is, this is how psychotic we are. <laughs> We're like, I hate motherhood. I want another baby. So this is just, um, this is just part of the process. So you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. And we are trying. And this month we really tried, uh, not to be TMI. We definitely tried. And my brother-in-law, um, mentioned to me, he's like, I know you guys are trying, but, can I just give you a word of advice? Cause him and my sister had been trying for a while. He's like, when we were trying for the first one, which unfortunately they miscarried, but, um, he goes, Jackie made it so, uh, not fun for me. <laughs> He's like, you know, she at one point kicked everyone out of the house. Um, after we were having a party because she was like, it's time we need to do it. We have to have sex right now in order to conceive. And he's like, and it was probably one of the worst times, like, like worst sex experiences we've ever had. He's like, it felt so military, it felt so just not fun. And granted they didn't get pregnant at that time, but, um, he just was like, just don't do that. And, and I was having a conversation yesterday with a girlfriend of mine at lunch with a bunch of girls, um, not a bunch, but it was Jackie, my sister, Catherine, who you guys know. And then, um, one of their girlfriends that they worked with that I've now become acquainted with. And she's also trying, um, and she's married to a hockey player and they live in Germany six months out of the year and they're here. And so she has, she was like, this is like my one shot before he goes back to, you know, to play hockey. He plays professional hockey. And, and so, um, she's like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I am, I've never been so stressed out and I'm constantly like, you know, checking my levels and making sure that I'm, I'm fertile and like, this is the time and this and blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, it's just like not fun anymore. And and I think that what everyone will tell you is you got to take the stress out of it because then you won't get pregnant. Right. Like, and I know it's easier said than done. There could be way more issues to it, but I'm just saying, you know, in general terms, you gotta just enjoy it. You gotta just have sex to have sex and make it fun and exciting. And yes, in the back of your head, know that hopefully this is the time. Um, but I know this month for me, you know, I knew, and I, who was it? Heather McDonald says, if you want to get pregnant, uh, a week after that, you know, last day of your period for a week, have sex every other day. And I've heard so many people get pregnant that way. Um, every other day. Cause if you do it, Every single day, then I guess, you know, the sperm isn't that strong. Um, you really need those suckers to shoot out. Uh, so so uh, this time for me, this we, we've been sort of, I, the last day of my period, I was like, okay, here we go. We have basically this week to like just have fun and enjoy it and um, and try not to think too much about it. Even though right after we're done, he's like, okay, put your legs up. <laughs> uh, so... So we're trying to have fun during it, but I have to say it's incredibly stressful. Um, and you know, my sister didn't get her period. And so we're trying to figure out what's happening there. Um, which adds a little bit more pressure on me. Cause now I'm like, Oh God, now I, if she is now I want to get pregnant so we can bump bellies. So yeah, that's, that's motherhood for you. Okay. Moving right along. <laughs> I'm talking so fast. You are not on, on three X speed. This is just me, um, babbling because I feel like we haven't caught up. 
So two weeks ago when Riley was on the episode, we um, were talking about, oh, we did the Q and A's at the end of the show. And one of the, what, by the way, a lot of the questions that I got was, um, did he give you the fucking code yet? The code to his, to his phone. And so we finished the episode. I asked, I asked him the question. He goes, ha ha, no, never happening. Something like that. And I was like, ha ha, that's so funny. And inside now I'm like fuming because now it's been festering and now it's been, it's been like, well, I mean, forever. I've never had his password. And so at the end of the show, we know everything was great. And then, and I was like, you know, like people are asking and not that I, well, I do care what you guys have to say on Instagram because I feel like we're, we are now friends and it's a community. So it's a little weird, right? Cause he's like, well, everyone on Instagram is saying, and I'm like, yeah, but, but those are like my people. <laughs> That's like my friends texting me be like, why the fuck is he not giving you his password? So, <clears throat> but there's like a fine line of like, I can, I, I can't listen to the outside noise, but I also listen to the outside noise, if that makes sense. So so you guys are all messaging me and like that sketch, like Riley sketch. And I'm like, I know, right? Like this shit is sketchy. And I've been thinking about it and I've been trying to like push it down and like not think about it because I didn't want to make it an issue, but it finally festered. It finally came, um, it, you know, it, 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 um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> it basically like came to the forefront and I was like, okay, you know what? Like, this is bothering me. Like, it is bothering me. Not just because everyone's saying it's weird and sketch and whatever, but I go, but it's bothering me. And he did it again. And he just like laughed it off. And I said, you know what? This is something that's really serious for me. And it's, a, it, 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 it is an issue for me. And it boils down to honesty and transparency and trust. And, and the, the fact that you are not taking it seriously and not hearing me out is a problem. So, and, and I walked away because I had to walk away and I did like that whole passive aggressive thing because I just, I couldn't handle like fighting in the moment. But, um, so we, so we get in, a, in, well, we don't talk now. We don't talk now. I'm getting ready. He's getting ready. He goes off to work. He kisses me goodbye, but like, don't say anything to each other. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. And I'm now I'm fucking fuming now I'm fuming because now I'm like, not only am I trying to talk to you about something that you are now just disregarding, you don't even acknowledge that I'm upset and now you're going off to work. By the way, there's a happy ending to this, <laughs> so don't hate him. Um, so, so now I'm just pissed and I had that feeling in my stomach that I've gotten probably in every relationship where like you have a pit in your stomach, you are angry, you don't know what is going to happen and it's just a really terrible place to be. Um, and I feel like everyone at some point has had this feeling of like, like that really ugly stick to my stomach feeling. So I'm like, fuck, I have like an hour and a half to kill before picking up Piper and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life and I'm just fuming and I, I, I'm i like rage. Um, I don't want to rage shop or rage do anything. <laughs> so I, like, I pull up to Target and I don't even want to go into Target. You know that that's, you know you're pissed when you don't even want to go and roam the, the, the halls of Target. So I'm in my car and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, trying to like, who's going to text first? Is he going to text? I want him to text me first and be like, I'm sorry, babe. I love you. But I was just too pissed. And I just texted him. And I said, you know what? Um, I forget about the password. 
It's how you're dealing with a situation that is now like unsettling. And so we get into this whole text uh, back and forth and it got super heated and it got ugly for there for a second. And I, um, you know, sometimes people do better in resolving situations via text or in person or over the phone or how, however. Um, and so for us, I think it's good that we write things out. I mean, honestly, we do good in person as well, but it was good that we wrote these things out. And, um, and he ended up giving me his code. Okay. And so he gives me this code and I know it's not the right code <laughs> because originally it told me it's something to do with his dad and blah, blah. and the code he gave me was clearly something that was not special. Okay. And so I, and then he's like, well, there you go. There's the code. Now you have, now you can get into my phone, even though you knew that you could always get into my phone. It wasn't about getting into my phone. It was about the code and what the code meant to me. Because it, I will give him that. He he always would, like, if his phone was unlocked, he didn't care. He would leave it out. He wasn't, like, taking his phone to the bathroom. He wasn't being sketchy about it. It was the fucking password. It was a specific number. And so, and so he gives me this code, which I knew wasn't the code, and I just sort of let it go because I was like, listen, it's going to be get, get even uglier. So I said, I appreciate you giving me the code. Um... And, you know, he felt like I took, a, took something from him. Like, okay, you won. And I was like, I hope that you don't feel like, oh, I won. It's not about winning or losing in a relationship. We are now a unit. We are doing this together. It should never be like that. And so um, I go off and I'm, I think I had um, lunch or, or dinner plans with um, my family. And of course, you know to tell my family everything. So, so we're talking through it at, at dinner with them and, and I'm explaining what's happening and, you know, they're seeing both sides of the story. Um, because, you know, I think for Riley, it's not about, he feels like, you know, you trust me and I trust you and I love you and you love me. Um, I, you have access to my bank accounts. You have access to everything of mine. There's this one last thing that is that is special to me, and I don't know why it's special to me, but it is, and um, and why can't I have this one thing, right? And for me, I hear you, but also, you know, I I like transparency in my in in my relationships, and especially when, you know, we are buying a house together, we have a child together, and all these things, and so, um. And so I was hearing the girls out and they were giving good points and valid points on, on, on both sides. But, you know, ultimately for me, it was the fact that, you know, we had had an issue a few months ago where I couldn't really, you know, he lied and it was a stupid lie and he shouldn't have lied, but he lied because he got nervous. And so, and so now it's like, okay, well, if you hadn't lied, I wouldn't care about the fucking code. Okay. But, but these are the repercussions, unfortunately. And I just felt like, in order to have full transparency and earn my trust back, this is part of that. And so, um, so we get home that night and, uh, you know, he's bothered, I'm bothered and we have a full blown conversation and it's like, you know, guard is down. 
Um, no one's yelling. It is super just calm and real and honest. And, you know, he's like, I don't know why. He's like, you know me. He's like, I like to go against the grain. If everyone says the sky's blue, I like to say, well, is it blue? And what's your blue versus my blue? And like, he likes to question things. Okay. That's just him. Pain in the ass, but I love him. And he, and he doesn't do it out of malice. He's just, he just is, has always been this way. And that's what makes him quirky and him and, and all that. And so, um, and so with this one, he's like, you know, that maybe the fact that everyone was saying, oh, he's so sketchy. He's like, I know I'm not sketchy, but now it makes me not want to give the code out even more because now everyone wants me to. And he goes, and you know, that obviously wasn't the code, which I was glad he said something. He's like, that wasn't the code. He's like, I changed, I changed it. He's like, because I just felt like, okay, you wanted a code. Here's a, here's a code. And I go, right. But you missed the point. It's the point that like, you didn't want to give me that code that, that was so special to you. It makes me feel like, do you not trust me? Or uh, it, I don't know. It just made me feel like, are, do you not want, like, why don't you want me to have it? Like I, I, you have everything of mine. And it just made me a little sad, right? And so, and so then he goes, this is the code. And he tells me the code. And he goes, it's um, my dad's uh, something. It was, it was something special about his dad. And he goes, and I don't know why it, it's something he's like, maybe I need therapy because it's something that reminds me of uh, my childhood, my, my, my father and, um, and just, I, I, I think the guy needs to talk this out because he can't even really pinpoint it, but it's something that just means a lot to him. And, um, he's like on the verge of tears and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that this was like that important to you, but I'm glad that you were able to share that with me because, and, and, and once we started talking about it, he's like, wow, he's like, maybe I needed to, to share that in order to move on from something and get over something. So it ended up being a really good breakthrough sort of moment conversation for us, which I feel like sometimes relationships need that. Because if you don't get to the nitty gritty, if you don't get to that ugly stuff, you can't see the pretty on the other side and you can't grow that bond and get closer. And I think for me, a lot of the reasons why maybe I wasn't in a rush to get married or I wasn't in a rush to have another baby or whatever, like, because maybe I just felt like, I don't know. Are we, are we really like in sync? Are we really a unit? Do you really trust me? Is this really forever? And, and by the way, what's forever anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so, and so then we had that conversation and it, God, it just, it bonded us. This was like two weeks ago. It bonded us so hard. And I feel like emotionally, physically, all those things. I mean, we just like bonded. We like it. If, if I could have like a, like a, a physical term, it's like, it's like pouring two chemicals in, and in, in one cup. And then it just sort of like uniting and, and, and becoming one. It just felt right. And, um, I know that we're going to have a lot of these moving forward and, and it's, this isn't the end, right? This isn't like the ultimate, um, you have to constantly work at your relationships. You have to constantly grow, but that could have easily been something that i I would have walked away probably from, I know it's just so, it sounds so ridiculous because it's like those fundamental, the foundation, the, if you can't do this, what else can you not do? 
right? And what else are you being stubborn and not allowing me in? And so, and so, and, and, and I have a lot of work to do. I'm, I'm very stubborn. It was a really good moment. And if you're going through something like this, maybe it's just maybe approaching the conversation differently. Uh, I don't know. It just, just try not to, try not to burst out and, and point the finger. Maybe it's like look inward a little bit and, and try to work on your guys's relationship together and grow. Um, so that all worked great. (laughs) Oh, and I forgot to mention (laughs) that after that whole drama about the password, I forgot the fucking password. (laughs) When he told me we were in the middle of like a really intense conversation and I was like trying to like remember the code (laughs) in my head of like, Natalie, you're a visual person. Remember the code. I forgot the code. I forgot the damn code. Guys, I'm not meant to go in his phone. Ugh. Anyways. And I'm also watching Love is Blind. I'm like, I, I binge watched the last two days. I'm so obsessed with the show. It's season two, Love is Blind. And some of you may be like, that's just so cheesy. But there was something to it that I was like, yeah, you know, you you see these these people talking in these pods right without looking at each other and making genuine connections and and it really does boil down to um cuz i think that you can you can find love right but there's like there's like a, on a spectrum of love there's like um maybe they were meant to be best friends maybe they were meant to be lovers maybe they were meant to um i, I don't know because I think you can connect with humans on a, on a very deep level of a, a, a level of love. That doesn't mean that necessarily you have to marry them. And so watching all of these couples and how they um, connected in the pods and then connected outside of the pods, right? It was just this, this experiment. If you haven't watched it, um, they, they fall in love and they ask each other to get married and they get engaged at the end of the experiment. And then at the end they see each other and they figure out and they, the, you know, the cameras basically follow them um, and they figure out if they want to get married at the end of the experiment. Some do, some don't, some have lasted, some have not. Um, but you see how much physical attraction and, and seeing them, you know, for the first time eat or the way they walk or the way they talk or the way they handle things. And obviously once now you're put into the real world, you get thrown a bunch of shit your way. And so um, you know, you see them, you see them sort of figure out, um, their relationships and whether or not they're going to, they're going to make it. And so seeing them at the end of the, you know, at the end of the show, I was like, holy shit, you know, some, some ended up getting married and it's so beautiful how they connected and you see their relationship flourish and you're like, yeah, they're going to make it. You can just see, you can just tell. And then you can tell the ones that are like, just not right. Um, and, and it made me want to get married. <laughs> it made me want to walk down the aisle. And I thought, you know, life is so short and I love this man and I love my family and I love, love the little life that we created. And I thought, yeah, it's a unity and, and you're committing to each other. And I want to have that moment. I want my mom to see me in white. I want my family to um, celebrate this, you know, moment of love that we have for each other. And, um, and I think we just put too much pressure on it and, and, and on, on, on the actual wedding and on ourselves and what it needs to be. And it's like, no, just gotta, it's about celebrating 
each other and making that commitment to each other and saying, hey, no matter what, thick through thin, you know, we're going to, ha- I'm going to have your back and you're my best friend. And, and I don't know, it's something, it was just so beautiful. And as cheesy as the fucking show is, I, I just, I had a moment of like, I want to get married. It's <laughs> Riley got home at like 11 last night because he was working so late and he gets in bed. I go, I want to marry you. <laughs> I want to get married. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to start really, uh, planning a wedding and, and I want it to be special and, and small and have like a beautiful intimate dinner and then a, a big party. So yeah, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it. I want to do this. I feel really good about where we are in our relationship. Um, I don't want to walk down the aisle pregnant. So maybe if I get pregnant now by next year, I could have my two babies at the wedding. And if I don't get pregnant and if I, if that's just not in the cards for me, then we'll, you know, maybe still do it next year and, and, um, and it'll be great. So definitely looking forward, um, to that. I know I've talked about, um, coterie diapers before, but I'm, I'm dead serious when I say that they are the most beautiful, luxurious <laughs> thing that you will ever put on your child. Uh, you know, we're, we're potty training right now. We're regressing. I will say we are regressing. I don't know why we're regressing, but she's had many accidents. And as much as I want to scream and shout um, because she's, you know, going in her underwear, I'm like, you know, this is the perfect time to be used coterie diapers. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. If, if anything out of regression, uh, in the potty training situation, um, is positive is the coterie, uh, diaper. If you have a baby with sensitive skin or even eczema, you know how difficult it is, uh, when they developed like diaper rashes and it's probably one of the worst things. Cause now they're uncomfortable they're crying all the time. It's just the worst. And that's why Coterie has gentle and safe materials to keep um, your baby comfortable and at ease. With all the many questionable materials and baby products these days, parenting can be really scary. And you know, you wanna keep your baby safe and protected without sacrificing their comfort. And with Coterie, your baby can have both the cleanest and highest performing diapers with a comfortable feel from infancy through potty training. Um, Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market with up to two times more liquid capacity and up to four times faster absorbency versus other brands, um, keeping your baby drier longer. Parents report fewer nighttime leaks and diaper changes, which can lead to better sleep quality for your baby and um, you, honestly. Uh, Coterie can even take your baby through potty training with their two-in-one product, the pant that moves like yoga pants in um, absorbs like a diaper. It's just readjustable waistbands, which means that you can tailor fit the pant to your baby's exact size and even do vertical changes. And they use only the cleanest and safest ingredients. The pant is even proven to be free of nearly 200 potentially harmful and irritating ingredients. Coterie diapers and wipes are in a class of their own, really. They've been um, awarded best diaper and wipes by the bump and parents.com. Plus their wipes are national eczema um, association approved. So right now Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first order plus free shipping when you go to coterie.com and enter promo code humble that's coterie spelled c-o-t-e-r-i-e.com promo code humble 
for 20% off and free shipping. That's promo code HUMBLE. Summer means school's out and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. You've already booked the sleepaway camps and the outdoor camp, but but what are they doing for the other 10 weeks? Go wild with Wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid and any interest. I love doing this with Piper. It's so easy. I literally can pick it anything depending on the mood that she's in but any kind of class whether it's a dance class a little a little tap dance class i mean you name it we've done it and it's so much fun out school offers the widest variety of classes so kids are free to learn about anything they can imagine from video game design and entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing and magic lessons there is something for kids of all ages grades and interests out school empowers kids with different styles of learning from live online classes to one-on-one tutoring so they can choose how they want to learn. OutSchool provides a learning environment that is fun and friendly and flexible so kids can connect with teachers and kids around the world through their shared passion. So giving you know your child a whole community of new friends. OutSchool will have your kid loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to OutSchool.com slash Humble and use code Humble to learn all about OutSchool's summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's OutSchool.com slash Humble to save $15 on your child's first class. That's OutSchool.com slash Humble, code Humble. You guys, summer is here. We are in it. And I know everyone is just trying to make the most of it. Spend time with family members. Get out of the house. Make those memories. Um, You know, the Faraday family lives for this time of year. And their brand captures that feeling of summer and adventure in their collection of high-quality clothing that's incredibly soft and comfortable, always sustainably minded, and meant to be worn from surf to city. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. They've mastered the art of perfect summer outfits and and, because you know what that means, right? It's effortless but still looks good. Summer comfortable but designed with intention. Um, They're the kind of looks that might be like a vintage but it also fits so well that it feels like it was made yesterday and like just for you. And that's what Faraday does best. For me, finding clothes for Riley that not only fit, um, but that are, that are timeless. You know, we live in Southern California. I want him to look good and chic and go from like a daytime to nighttime and finding that can be really hard. And also, you know, we're trying to do better and be more sustainable. And so for Riley, sustainability is huge. So when I told him that there was this brand that is, um, you know, very sustainably minded, he was all on board. And then he felt the clothes and he's like, okay, I'm sold. Their clothes are thoughtfully crafted with the classic styled style. And you, um, will wear them over and over again. Um, Faraday is so committed to sustainability. They even have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. So your clothes can last as long as your favorite summertime memories. Right now, Faraday is giving all humble and hungry listeners 20% off. Let me say this again, 20% off. So head over to FaradayBrand.com slash humble and use code humble at check out to get this deal that's code humble at Faraday f-a-h-e-r-t-y brand.com slash humble for 20% off Faraday brand.com slash humble 
I had a moment last night or not, not last night, a couple nights ago. And I like to meditate at night. That's like my, my me time. So after I put Piper to sleep and, um, I'm in bed, I like to just close my eyes and I like to really just get into my thoughts. Sometimes it's a little, with a little, um, marijuana. <laughs> Sometimes it's with, um, my, my, uh, first person, uh, pills, um, the mushrooms that I've talked to you guys about. And, and sometimes it's just so plain old me, just nice and sober. And, uh, I like to just be sort of be one with my thoughts and really like deep dive. And that's honestly where I feel like I do a lot of my own therapy. And I was talking to myself and I was like, I just, I need like a word of the week and it's being intentional. And I need to be better at being intentional with my time and my energy and what I'm doing with my life because I feel like I'm all over the place and I'm not being intentional. And therefore I feel like sometimes I get stuck. I get stuck as being, um, like not, not good enough in, uh, like as a parent or just in my career or myself, my, my, my physical self. And so I was like, I just need to be more intentional. I need to wake up with intent and, and say, okay, I need to do this today. I, this is my goal, or this is what I want to accomplish. Because if I don't put that intention out there, I'm just going to be in this hamster wheel and I'm going to go nowhere. So if this is your little wake up call that you needed, be intentional, be intentional and say, this is what I want to accomplish today. Maybe it's not a year from now. Maybe it's just as simple as like today I want to go to the gym and I want to at least break a sweat and I want to read three pages of a book. Um, or I'm going to be intentional and I want to, um, figure out how I'm going to take my business to the next level. Maybe it's, you know, listening to a podcast or it's that, you know, about how to do something, or maybe it's whatever it is, just be intentional. Okay. Can we just do that this week? Be intentional and, um, and, and make it count. I, I was listening to something that, that it was on Instagram. Maybe you guys have seen it. Maybe you haven't, but there's this guy that, that was interview. It was in an interview and he goes, he goes, uh, how old are your parents, man? And he's like 70. And he's like, how often do you see him? He goes eh, about two times a year. And he goes, Okay, so in your mind, you think, oh, I, I, got, I got time with my fam. I got time with my parents. I got, I've, I got years. And he's like, you don't have years. Because the, the, the reality is that we normally live until about 78. He goes, so let's just say that, let's just say that, that they live until they're 78. Ho- hopefully they live longer. But if, you lived, if they lived until they're 78, that means that you have eight years with them. And if you're only seeing them twice a year, that's only 16 times that you are, that you are able to have, uh, you know, moments with your, with your parents 16 times, not years, not eight years. You have 16 moments. And how are you going to, to spend those moments? And the guy was like, that has absolutely altered and changed the way that I view my life. I don't see it as I have all this time in the world. No, I see, I break it down. I break it down and, and it makes you change and it makes you appreciate time and appreciate the people that are in your, that are in your life and the moments and the things that you do with them and what you're putting out in the world. And so I thought, wow, holy shit, right? I mean, if I knew that I only had 16 more times with somebody, God, you better believe I'm going to make them feel so damn special and make memories and, 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 
and just enjoy the time that we have on this earth together. So that was a lot, (laughs) but I felt so passionate about it because I was like, gosh, that is so, it's so powerful and it's so true. So I hope that that resonated with you guys and you guys changed the way that you, um, move forward and, and your thinking and how intentional you are with your time. Okay. I'm going to get into questions. Let's do it. When can you talk about thou who shall not be named? Uh, never. <laughs> NDA, honey, cannot talk about it. And honestly, I don't want to talk about it. I'm over it. It's been years. It's, it's, we're, we're, I moved on. Um, I think everyone, everything happened for a reason. I am so happy. And when I tell you that I am so happy and that God put me, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, put me where I am meant to be for a reason, he, you know, there's something on Instagram that says like, you know, God, God hears conversations and sees things that you don't and therefore puts you where you should be or something like that. I'm butchering it, but it's like that. It's like, you know, the, the universe and God and whatever is listening and seeing things that you don't. And so when that all happened to me, um, no, I'm not going to say happened to me it, when, when it happened for me, um, it was because I was meant to, I, I was meant to do something else. I, I am, I think I am so much happier. I am less toxic. Um, because I think that that was causing a lot of toxicity in my life and I was, I, I lost who I was. And now I feel like I know exactly who the fuck I am. And, and even if I don't, cause I'm growing, but I, God damn, am I happy with, with who I've become. Um, and, and having to relearn a lot of, of what life I thought life was. And so, and so I'm, I'm good. Like I am so good. And I know that it sucks for you guys because you guys were so invested. Um, and you guys don't have answers and, and all of that. Um, but just know that, that this was the best decision for all, for all. Okay. Um, moving right along. Um, how are you liking being a homeowner so far? Has it sunk in yet? Um, I, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving it that I'm, that every month when the money comes out of my account, it's going towards something that I own, (laughs) but also, uh, it's a lot of responsibility. And so I'm, I'm trying to not get in my head of, and like get anxious about, you know, if something were to happen, liabilities and all this shit, I don't know. It just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of scary moments, but also, um, I'm feeling very grateful that we are actually able to own a home here in Southern California. Um, postpartum, just everything. How did you get Piper on a sleep schedule? Did you nurse? Um, so it's so funny. I mean, gosh, two and a half years later and I'm like, I, you almost forget everything. At least I do. Postpartum was a bitch for me because sort of going back to that last question, um, I, you know, I lost my job and I was, you know, I was like, what, three months postpartum. And so I was like already emotional as it was. I I was a crying mess after I had her. Like the second I had her, I'm not kidding. Everything would make me cry. And I was so emotional and I just, I let it flow. And I, I let myself cry. I let myself feel all the emotions. I never took my, um, you know how you can make, um, uh, pills with your, Oh my gosh. What is it called? You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, 
with the bag. Oh my God. You know what I'm talking about. Not your uterus. <laughs> Whatever. You, you make pills with, with, with what comes out of you afterwards. And then that's supposed to help with postpartum. I never did that, um, which I kind of want to do for the second one. Um, but yeah, postpartum for me was a, was a major, was a, it, it was, it was very difficult for me. And it was, it was the lowest time of my entire life. And it should have been the, the happiest time, but it was just the darkest, darkest, darkest time. Honestly, thank God for her though, because she, um, as dark as it was, I would look at her and I realized that there was just more to life and, and that life is so much bigger than anything. And so I, I just reminded myself that like, it's going to be okay. Um, not everyone has that. Everyone deals with postpartum completely differently. Um, but it was, it was really, really dark moments. Um, I did nurse her for a few months, but then because of all the stress three months in, you know, lose my job and then, and then, and then COVID hit and all that shit happened. I was dealing with, you know, with lawyers and attorneys. And I was just like in this, in this like really hideous state that, um, I lost my milk and I, and I, I like dried out and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And so, um, as much as I wanted to focus on like trying to like replenish my milk, I just couldn't. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put her on, um, formula. I'm going to just give myself a little bit of grace and let myself just heal because I had a C-section. So that was healing. And, you know, your breasts are engorged and you're leaking everywhere and it's exhausting. And it's like one of the hardest things. And it's, it's like a full-time job having to breastfeed. Um, it's a beautiful thing if you decide to do it. Um, and if you're able to do it, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I only did it for about three months, but I, I just feel like get you're, you're going to be fine. Make sure you have someone that you love, that you trust, that you can vent to, that you can talk to, um, build a community. You're not alone. You're not going crazy. It's the most isolating thing you will ever freaking do. Um, but enjoy those moments. Enjoy those little, those, um, those little baby cries, those little poops, uh, in the middle of the night. Just enjoy it. Try to, try to, try to live in the moment. Um, because you will, you will come out of it on the other side. Uh, will you have your sisters and mom on the podcast or only on Patreon moving forward? They're definitely going to be on both. You just wait. Don't worry. We have a lot of content coming your way. Um, how long did it take you and Riley to adjust living together? Habits, schedules, quirks? Um, fairly quickly. I mean, we only dated what a year and then we got, and then we moved in together and we got pregnant. So we were together like two years by the time Piper was born. Um, and so we didn't have a lot of like that honeymoon phase, I will say. Um, but we we both were clean and that was a good thing. Um, he knows I like things in order. And so he was very good about that. Uh, no one's perfect. And you know, he does things, I do things, but we, we mesh very well together. I will have to say, um, he does like to leave his laundry, like just on the outside of the laundry, um, Ben, because, you know, every man, uh, love, not every man, but you know, a lot of men love to do that. So, uh, uh, you know, it's like small things. You're like, Hey, would you mind doing this? Cause it drives me bonkers. Um, and then hopefully they, you know, they fix it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it, it didn't, it didn't take us that long. Um, can you tell us how your hair growth is going? Oh yeah. So you know what? this is the problem. Consistency is king and king or key. Okay. I said king, but it's key. 
And both. Um, I stopped doing Divi because I think I had it like on auto. Oh, I think I only had like two months on auto renewal. I will say if you're doing things like that, just get it on auto renewal because if you miss a month, then you're just going to, you're going to forget about it and then you're never going to do it again. I was seeing benefits. I really did love Divi. Um, I'm going to probably start doing it again. This is not an ad. And also Riley is losing his hair like crazy. And so I'm, I'm going to, I heard Nutrafol was fantastic for men and women. Um, I didn't want to do Divi for him because I feel like he needs like an internal something, um, as far as well as external. So I've tried the Nutrafol for him. Uh, their vitamins you take twice or once a day, two pills once a day. Um, and I will let you guys, not an ad. I will let you guys know if that actually works for him because he has like, um, the little, the little cul-de-sacs, the little widow's peak. Is that what it's called? And now he's losing the front of the hair. He has hair on the back, but not on the front. So I'm going to try to salvage as much as possible. <laughs> um, he says it doesn't bother him, but I know it bothers him because then low key, he'll be like, so one of those pills coming. So, you know, m- men are just like women. They, they care. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have him do it for three months straight and I'll let you know if that actually helps. I'm taking photos so that we can do before and afters and see, um, if that helps him. Um, have you and Riley ever considered moving out of California? No. Uh, we, we did for a long time. We almost moved to Bali right before the pandemic hit because him and I, I think we're going through like crises, crises, crises. Uh, you know, he was in a rut in his, in his job. Um, I didn't have a job. <laughs> uh, I had a little, a little baby and I was like, you know what, maybe we just need a little eat, pray, love moment. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was like, well, that ain't happening. And honestly, I'm so glad we didn't, I need my family and he loves my family. Thank goodness. And so I feel like it's, it's good. It's good that we're here. I need the support. I need the community. I need, um, the village to help me be a better parent at this point in my life. And so, yeah, no way in hell I'm leaving. Um, advice for starting a podcast, just start, um, do a little reading, do a little research on equipment. Um, if you really are serious about it, DM me and I'll send you what I'm using. Um, and, and have a purpose. Um, make sure you know what you want to talk about because I think people just think they do. And then once they do it, um, do a little test run and then stick to it. You got to commit. The biggest thing about podcasting is you got to commit. Um, and like, that's like anything you got to commit to whatever it is you want to do. Just keep doing it. Even when you think, Oh my God, no one's going to listen. No one, no one cares. Guess what? Someone, someone does care. Someone will listen. Um, and, and that, that's it. That's my biggest recommendation. Start it and then continue it. Again, consistency is king, <laughs> as I like to say. Um, uh, can Riley recommend some cheap, good wines? Yes, he actually did um, two weeks ago on on the podcast two weeks ago. Uh, I think it's like towards the middle to end of the episode. You can just sort of scroll through. He gives a list of all of that, and it's actually going to be on the newsletter. It is coming. I promise you it's coming. Um, so make sure to go sign up for the newsletter. I will have a whole list. He, By the way, because he, he gave me like like a shit ton of names, and so it, it's been taking me a while to, to input everything, but it's coming. I have it for you guys. Uh, it's a whole range of some of his favorite wines that are accessible. Um, and what's the biggest lesson? This is the last question here. And then, and then I can finish these questions. Um, maybe next week, what's the biggest lesson you've learned since having Piper? Um, the biggest lesson is that no one is perfect. You got to have grace on yourself and that what you say matters. 
what you say matters. These little babies will repeat everything. They are absorbing everything. They absorb your energy. They absorb, um, you know, when you're angry, uh, when you're happy, when you um, make them feel a certain way. And, and I feel like not just her, but that's everyone anyone I interact with, right? It could be the the teller at the bank. It could be, uh, you know, someone I talked to on Instagram. The way you make people feel matters. And at the end of the day, when you die, people will remember how you made them feel. And that, I think I never realized that until I had her because she reminds me every day how I make her feel. She regurgitates what I say to her. She says those things and I... I, ha- I have to stand back and say, holy shit, right? Like, I'm not just talking to myself. I'm not just saying things because I'm thinking, oh God, you're so little, you don't even understand. She understands everything. They all understand everything. Your animals understand. Everyone around you, we are all parts of energy. They understand. So remember that next time that you want to maybe not be nice or you're upset or something is going on. Remember, just be kind. Everyone, and remember how you're gonna make people feel at the end of the day. So I feel like my diatribe is complete. <laughs> also, you guys loved the um, the episode last week with my brother. We talked about addiction, talked about prison time. Um, he really opened up. He was super vulnerable last week, and I love him so much for that. And I'm I'm holding him accountable. I really wanted him to come on the show because I wanted him to say, "Hey, you are not only." Um, helping people, but you're helping yourself by talking about this. And you know, you, you're making an impact on other people's lives. And now you have to hold yourself accountable and say, Hey, I'm doing these things. I'm telling you to do these things. Now I need to do them. So it's, it was a really good episode. I'm going to have him on in the next two weeks, um, to answer any questions that you guys have about addiction, about drugs, about how to help someone that you love, um, rehab, whatever, anything resources. He's going to come on. He's going to talk about it a little bit more. Um, and, and I'm just really glad that, that resonated with you guys. It, it, it was a very difficult episode um, within our own family to talk about because it's just been such a, a tumultuous sort of relationship that we've had uh, throughout the years. But I think in the end, it, it's, it was really, really good and really beneficial. So um, thank you all so much for coming on this journey. I love you so much. I, I really genuinely do. And I hope that we can continue um, this sort of podcast relationship, uh, a little bit more, you know, um, thank you for letting me do this. I I love you guys. Please go give a five-star review. That's the only way that I can actually do this. Um, and continue to do this because, you know, sponsors see that, right? And people, uh, guests see that and they go by those reviews. They go by, oh, well, she has three stars. I don't want to go on her show. Or, or if she has three stars, I don't want to, you know, um, buy ads on her show. So it, it really does mean everything for us. Um, so you may not be buying, you know, product to keep me um, alive. Maybe it's, it's, it's not doing that, but it's by supporting me and supporting the show. Um, you can go give it a five star. It, it really, it means literally everything to me. And, and it's keep, it's keeping me, uh, gives me a job <laughs> and also Patreon ad free shows, extra content. Um, there's, uh, if depending on the tier you get, you can, uh, do listen in on live shows. Uh, there's going to be first access to the summer soiree, which I'm actually putting together right now. Um, I have a, some really great, other, uh, some really great podcasters that I'm trying to set up um, this sort of live show mixed with like a little cocktail 
uh, hour and appetizers and hang out and do meet and greets and everything. So it's going to be really fun. You'll get first access to tickets through Patreon. Um, so yeah, it just, it's all really exciting. Thank you for supporting. Love you all. Have a great week. Have an intentional week. And remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.